Hello, beautiful souls, and welcome back to The Thought Thought. Today, we are diving deep into the treasure trove of Matthew 6, 21, a verse that speaks volumes in our current cultural climate. So let's open up our hearts as we explore the eternal wisdom from God. Welcome to The Thought Thought, where we learn to unlock our minds to live with more purpose and bold intention. I'm your host, Emily Vermillion. Take a deep breath, and let's get started. For where your treasure is, then your heart will also be. It's simple yet profound, isn't it? In a time where truth seems as fluid as the changing tides, these words anchor us. The world today is rife with the notion of redefining truth. What's true for you is not true for me. But as followers of Christ, we are called to a different standard, a constant, an unchanging truth found in the word of God. And as we shift through the narratives spun around us, narratives that are often aimed to erode the bedrock of truth and its absoluteness, let's pause and think about it. What treasures are we seeking? Are they perishable trinkets of the times or eternal gems of God's kingdom? In our quest for personal development, we can't ignore the cultural whirlwind that seeks to uproot the very idea of truth. But here's the incredible part. Amidst this storm, the values of our heart are revealed and that is very applicable to our current situation. No matter where you live in the United States or around the world, we all have global news and there's the whole situation with Israel and Palestine, Gaza, Hamas, all of that going on. So that's one element. We have just absolute rampant ideologies that have infiltrated that we can see are impacting younger generations. And just this whole situation of how are we managing to hold on to the things that we have valued for so long and move forward in an age where there is so much that is lost and boundless, it seems. And that's part of why we have to figure out what is it that we hold dear, uh, bringing it localized to the United States and the situation just even economically that most people are facing. A lot of the things that we treasure are made very aware to us if we didn't know before like what we treasure because we're having to make such sacrifices and figure out what we truly need to be doing and focused on and and putting our money towards and how we're going to shake it all out and make it balance. And so we are really facing so many elements, whether it's culturally as a society, just dealing with the news and the situation that we're all in and witnessing, uh, that plays a huge role on our mentality and how we're connecting with other people, especially in this season of elections and all that that brings. We all have seen it and we all know what politics does. And so a lot of the weight and the things that we treasure can be focused on that. You know, politics become a religion. Our money and our comfortability becomes an idol. We don't want to have to give up certain things, but we don't have a choice because inflation's high, for instance, and people are having to live a very different lifestyle than before. For people that in the coaching and, and helping people with their thoughts and the goals that they have, like things are just shifting a lot right now. And the more we see in the world, it just becomes ever more apparent how integral and how important our faith must play in our life on a day-to-day basis. It's a devotion. It's a true devotion. What do we hold dear? Is it the approval of the world or the affirmation of our Father in heaven? And this really can ground us, just that simple question. What is it we're trying to get the approval of? The world or God? Now, you know, let's be real. Hatred towards our faith 
is not a foreign concept. We've seen it, we felt it, maybe even been bruised by it. Recently, the manifesto of the person who went into a Christian private school, Nashville, Tennessee, was released. And it's abhorrent. It's horrible. It's probably what a lot of us maybe even expected to see. And in John 15, 18, Jesus didn't mince words when he said, if the world hates you, keep in mind that it hated me first. But the twist to all of this is our response to this hatred really reveals where our treasure lies because it's not in this world. It shouldn't be. Are we investing in the temporary shelters of human accolades or are we building our house upon the rock of divine truth? When we store up treasures in heaven, not even the harshest winds of opposition can topple us. I want you to imagine with me, what does a heart fully devoted to God's truth look like right now? It looks like love in the face of hostility, peace amidst chaos, and a steadfast spirit in the ebb and flow of societal approval. It's about being counter-cultural, not as a badge of defiance, but as a declaration of devotion. If we can focus our heart and our mind on God, the rest truly does follow the way we decide to handle our money, what we are doing with our time, how we are managing the onslaught of ridicule and negativity and hatred going on right now in the world, the pure divisiveness, the pure conflict that is in our face day in and day out, the fear that wraps our hearts as parents, as people in the world who love others and who are called to be the light to others. It's very difficult to see how we don't become like the hatred that we see and decide that certain things are okay and others aren't and try to make a situation in our flesh be more comfortable. We don't have to make excuse for God. We don't have to make excuse for what we believe, but we must stand firm in it. As Christians in the era of progressive movement, we find ourselves at a crossroads. The temptation is to water down our beliefs, to blend in seamlessly. But our calling, our calling is to stand firm, to be the salt and the light, preserving the flavor of truth in a bland world world of relativism. And that is so much of the loss that we see today, making everything relative, equity, not equality, all these terms, all this word salad. I've heard that phrase used a lot and it's a great metaphor. You hear all these words that people are using and like stringing together and they make, when once you sit back, that made absolutely no sense. It just seems like they just put a bunch of words together and they did. Confusion is great because it gives people power over the person who can't understand what's going on. But we do have an insight into what this world is going to throw at us. We do have insight into what Satan can weave together. And it's our prerogative to be focused on God's word and the actual truth and to hold fast to that, to build up treasure in that. How do we manage it? How do we maintain our values without becoming embittered about the world's situation, the hatred that we see, the conflict, the struggle. It starts with our heart. Like the wise man who built his house upon the rock, we must anger our hearts in the truth of God's word. We do this through prayer, through immersing ourselves in scripture, and through community with fellow believers who can hold us accountable and who can tread the water with us and do life together. We are a church body collectively. That is a stronghold that we do have, even when they want to make us believe that what we believe isn't acceptable. I literally saw a headline the other day that said Christian nationalism is a worse threat than Hamas. And I'm not here to say like we want a theocracy in the Bible that that's not what God calls for a theocracy. Church and state should be separate because here's why humans are sinners. (laughs) Humans fall down. And when you have someone who in the name of their religion, which 
should be the absolute principle of who they are, the essence of everything they choose to do, that doesn't create a free will. That doesn't create people to come to Jesus on their own terms in a way that helps them to truly dedicate their life to God. When a religion is forced on someone, they don't build that relationship. There, There's evidence of theocracies all over the world and in history. They don't work. People come to Jesus because they come to him through God working in their life and through the people that are around them and through learning about God. It, God wants us to come to him and to be in a relationship with him as a free choice. That is the whole premise. So no, I think the main point of that title is just the further push to make quote unquote conservative views, Christian views to demonize that. But we've always been the target because we are countercultural and that's okay. And a lot of Christians are struggling with this right now and that reality. How are we supposed to get through all the stuff that we're facing right now? What's the best way to do it? We have our treasures built in heaven. We have certain treasures in our heart that we hold dear, that we value. And that helps us respond to what's going on around us because everything can go away, but it's our eternity in heaven that matters. And so it's not to say we don't deal with things going on here because people matter. People matter. That's why a lot of stuff does matter and we should have a part in it. We just have to manage how we go about it and to have a much more healthy thought life and approach to deal with it. As we cultivate these eternal treasures in God, our heart's GPS recalibrates. It points us towards God's kingdom as being the answer. God is the answer. The word is the answer. The noise of the world dims and this symphony of God's truth becomes our guiding melody. Remember this. You are not defined by the confusion of the age, but by the clarity of God's word. You are not held captive by the changing definitions of truth, but set free by the unchanging truth of Christ. In a society saturated with confusion about purpose, with struggles to find joy and ambitions lacking motivation, be the one whose hearts are steadfast, anchored in this unwavering truth of the gospel. There's so much torment, so much struggle, so much strife. People are carrying such heavy loads right now. It's impacting their health, in major ways. It's impacting their family life. It's impacting pretty much every area because when struggle is upon us, it's hard, very hard. But this peace in God's truth, this peace in the unwavering truth that we do have an absolute truth when everything is trying to become relative and it seems like things are just so backwards. That's the world, but that's not who God is. God is not confusing. God does not change. God does not switch the definitions of words. God does not create an all new reality at any whim that he has. God is steadfast. God is faithful and God is love and he shares his truth with us in his word, in our relationships with him. So let's wrap up today's episode with this thought. Your heart is precious, not because of what the world says, but because of where you've placed your treasure. These shifting sands of culture, plant your feet firmly on the rock of Christ. Let your heart be yoked in faith to God and watch as the narrative of your life unfolds, not with uncertainty, but with the confident strides of one who knows their true north. I hope today's message was helpful. And if it touched your heart, please leave a five-star review that really helps get the show out into the world. 
And please share it with those who are also navigating these tumultuous seasons and just having to figure out how to make this work right now. Together, let's build a community anchored in faith, shining bright with the hope that is found only in Jesus. As you go about your week, I challenge you to identify the treasures that you've been storing up. Reflect on how they align with God's truth and how they guide your heart in response to the circumstances that you are in right now. I'll be here week after week to open up this ball and continue on this journey with you guys of personal growth, faith in God. If you're looking to deepen your faith journey, just check out our online community. You can find the link in the show notes. And I've got courses that you can grab. There's links to those as well. And don't forget, our dialogue does not have to end here. Connect with us on social media. And I would love to answer specific questions that you might be struggling with or a situation that you're dealing with. You can find the link in the show notes to submit an anonymous question. We are getting that in order on the calendar to start working through those. So I would love to help you with something and you can get a little bit of life coaching advice through the show here. And I would love to offer that to you guys. Plus, it just helps us all get to know and connect with each other because we are all going through something. So until next time, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Romans 12 two. go live with bold intention, everyone. Bye for now. <laughs>